Hey everybody, my name is Alan Nicoletti. I'm an attorney here in Jacksonville Beach, Florida. I'm a probate attorney, real estate litigation attorney, and I connected with Pablo at the Yellow Bird Group, and you should too, because Pablo is one of the most warming individuals I have met being here in Jacksonville. And when I found out he was somebody from Miami where I came from, I easily connected with him. He's just a wonderful person. He brings so much value, and the, the way he does his content, you are glued to it, and you would gl be glued to it as I have this whole time I've been with Pablo over the last year and a half. So you need to connect with Pablo. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, in my walks, every man I meet is my superior in some way, and in that, I learn from him. This means every single person you ever interacted with has done something slightly different than every single other person, and therefore has something to teach you, and you, my friend, have something to teach them. This means every conversation you have is both a chance to learn something and a chance to make an impact. Every networking event or conference you walk into is both a library and your stage. Your network is your personal Google, and you are a part of everyone's Wikipedia. My name is Pablo Gonzalez, and I am your Chief Executive Connector. Follow me as we meet people in my walks. Find out what we can learn from them, what they've learned from others, and what made them want to connect so you can learn to gain and give value to others in all of your interactions. I am terrible at asking for stuff, but if you want to do me a favor, subscribe to the podcast. Let me know what you've learned from each episode, or at the very least, Hit me up if I can ever be of service or any kind of value to you. Now, without further ado, let's get connected. Welcome to the Chief Executive Connector podcast. I am your host, Pablo Gonzalez, and your Chief Executive Connector. And today we have a guest who's a good buddy of mine. Very excited to have him on here. He is none other than Mr. Probate, aka the Prince of Probate, aka the King of Probate. He is a master of his of his craft. He is the most popular attorney in Jacksonville, maybe the world, definitely on the internet, because he's always posting content on Facebook. He's posting awesome YouTube videos, adding value about probate, which who knows what that is, but we're about to find out. My brother from Miami, Florida, the Al. Nicoletti. What's up, Al? How are you, bro? Thanks, man. Thank you, Paolo. How you doing? Dude, I am always very happy to see your face, man. So right now I'm doing well to super quite well. How about you, man? I'm good. I feel like the last time we saw each other was like pre-COVID and we were able to sit down then. And since then, I mean, everybody's been doing Zoom and content online. That's right. You're right. You're right. And it's something that uh, we saw coming and we're going to get into that, right? First, Al, I kind of want to, I start all my podcasts with the thesis that people connect the easiest either when somebody adds value to their life, which I'm sure we're going to add a bunch of value here in this conversation or share a vulnerability. So I like to, I like to start my conversations asking you what you're struggling with, something you've struggled in the past. So that way our friend, the listener will be able to make that human connection with you before he realizes all your superpowers and think that you're a totally unattainable God of probate. Right. We'll start with that. So I think where it all began was I, I, I came from Miami. I moved to Jacksonville. And one of the things I was trying to do in Miami was build a base, build 
a business idea structure that I realized wasn't materializing in Miami. Um, I was working hard. I was trying to network. I was out there all the time, shaking hands, kissing babies. And the next thing you know, it just wasn't clicking in Miami. And so what I realized is I had to, I felt at that time there was no direction until I was offered a position up here in Jacksonville. And it was a no brainer once it was offered because I realized with my business, I wanted it to grow, scale, and I knew the potential I had. So I think at the time I said, I'm not afraid to do this. I'm good with change. I'm flexible with what I do. I'm going to make the leap. I did. And coming here was one of the best decisions professionally, personally. I got to meet people like you, Pablo, people like the Pat Flynn's, Kyle's, all of them, Cody. I got to meet people, great people that I never would have had an opportunity if I didn't take that leap. And it, was, it wasn't about being scared. It wasn't about being afraid. I was nervous uh, because you change when you go to a different environment. It's, it's not always going to be what it was. But I broke out of it. And thank goodness when I had gone to law school, I had gone out of town, out of Miami anyway. So it was just another time of leaving Miami and getting out. And I said, this is it. And I grew it from there. And I didn't feel afraid or anything. Dude, that's awesome, man. And I think when we first connected, right, like we're at one of these events and I, I, I applaud you, right? Like I, growing up in Miami, it is, it is this like vacuum, right? There is a, there's a big gravitational field around growing up in Miami because it's such a unique place. When people leave, they immediately feel culture shock if you grew up there your whole life, right? Like I know I did when I went to UF. Right. And it takes a certain type of person to know that they are somewhere, they don't feel like they are reaching their potential. And one of the options is to just leave and try something else, right? That is one of the variables that you can do. And I have plenty of friends that are still in Miami, talk about how much they hate Miami. Talk, not that I hated Miami, right? I love Miami, but like right. talk about how unhappy they are there. Talk about how the dating scene sucks or, or you know, whatever, whatever they're not, they're not happy with, but they won't pull that trigger, man. So when you, when you moved, it's very different than law school, right? Like you get to law school and you immediately get to bond with, again, same vulnerability. When you're a one L you have the same problems that everybody else has. But when you move as a professional, it's a little bit different, right? Because you, you, you now don't have that already built in kind of like group of people going through the same experience and you had to just get out there and hustle and make friends, right? Like being a lawyer is kind of a social animal professional um, profession, but you did have to start from zero. So what was your, when you first, when you moved up here to Jacksonville, did you, you know, who did you rely on to like find a house to, 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 to just kind of get situated on the, on the base level? How, how did you figure that out? So I think a lot of themes that you just described played a role in me being here. I felt law school was just very different from college because college, you're surrounded by people your age. They're all going to the same either paths, you know, they're going to graduate school, they're getting jobs. Law school was different with age because I think I was 22 when I started law school, but there were people that were 30, 35 that were there so that experience played a role being here because i'm still relatively young compared to people that are you know professionals out in the workforce so that was a natural fit for me uh 
And yet you're right about Miami. It felt like a bubble. It felt like my mind has expanded from being there to here and so many more ideas and just the culture. I mean, people are just so warm like you, Pablo. Uh, people are just so nice and they want to do business. I think a business oriented mind is what I have and what was different about being here than Miami. And like you said, Miami, it's great. Drinks, uh, food, uh, scenes, scenery, great. But people here are really uh, business oriented. And I love that. And the transition was uh, simple for me. I had one of my really, really best friend, good best friends, uh, Jesse, who I went to law school with in Orlando. And it, you, they always say this in law school, uh, you make a lot of friends your first year, uh, some of those friends drop off your second year, uh, you only have a couple on your third year, and you really know your true friends after the bar exam. And so that was Jesse and Jesse and I kept in touch all these years and he was the one uh, that threw out my name to the law firm here so he was that base that glue that helped the transition here um, I wasn't looking for a house right away a lot of real estate was not in my mind and just being here uh, and having that support was so huge got my feet on the ground got myself networking seeing people like you Pablo yeah, that makes a lot of sense, man. And I think that is a really good thing to bring up. You really only need, and I, I have the same experience, right? Like I have a crew of friends that were from UF that that live in Jacksonville and, and a couple of guys that I'm super, super close with. But if you just have one friend that can kind of ease you in, it, it, it makes a big difference. I know when I moved to California and I didn't know anybody within like a thousand miles, I I reached out to a buddy of mine that I hadn't really talked to since like, middle school who's an actor right on a totally different scene out there this guy Jordi Villasuso and he was such a mensch with me right just like anybody that can just kind of like reach out to be like yeah cool man if you need one place to hang one night it's here and this is like three or four things you need to know and that and that makes a huge difference man so anybody that's thinking about moving or like they're just not happy where they're at I think it's a good idea to just think where do you have that one friend that you can just kind of start somewhere because every every city will have it's good and it's bad and I know that we agree on this, right? But I've been really pleasantly impressed with how much more Jacksonville had to offer than I than I originally thought, right? Like I definitely missed the food scene in Miami, but the opportunities that have been afforded to me, my wife, I feel like to you yes. here in Jacksonville have been amazing. Absolutely. The, the networking, the people, um, even just walking into something like Hallmark, everybody's like, oh, let me help you. You know, you're in Miami and it's the, they're still by the counter just waiting for you to bring the stuff. Uh, but yeah, people, networking has just been so different and, and people want to work. People want to bring business with you to you um, and you want to work with people. I want to work with you, Pablo. I want to work with a lot of these people. And it's just a complete difference from being in Miami. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. All right. So let's, so let's, so let's talk about what your business is. You're an attorney, you're a probate attorney. Can you kind of explain what probate is so that then we can just deconstruct all the other stuff that's ancillary to it? So yeah, probate is a major part of my business. And I didn't know that when being in Miami, I didn't know it was going to be so such a popular thing here. I think I brought a lot of real estate topics uh, when I started doing webinars, seminars, and I said, you know, let me just do this whole probate thing. I did it at one of the investor uh, meetings and it's taken off and people have gravitated towards me about it because it's really a simple concept. 
you know, some, a lot, the baby boomers owned a lot of real estate back in the 70s and 80s. They didn't have the traditional Roth uh, brokerage accounts that many of us do now. And we are financially smart about what we do with our money. And a lot of people do buy real estate then, uh, now, but then it was a lot of properties. And so the probate plays a role when people own it, they die, and it's just sitting there because the heirs are now entitled to it. And they can't sell it or they can't own it themselves until you go through this process. And many people have heard of probate as this eight-month, nine-month process. And I have completely uh, demystified the part of that long process. It, it isn't that long. All you're doing is just transferring title, moving it over, getting people with authority, and selling it and closing. That's it. And people can't believe how I have made such a uh, closed up topic, such a public uh, spectacle, and they've realized, wow, this is incredible, right? You make a private thing public and people are, in, are amazed by what it truly is. And I have done that. I've, I've just brought it out to the real estate world. So going back one step before I start making puns about the word probate, is probate is essentially when somebody passes away who gets their stuff, right? Like it's, it. the, it's the legal transfer of things when someone passes away. That's it. And you have become a masterful probator in the world of real estate. And on top of that, you probate publicly. Right. <laughs> you finally did it. It had, it had to roll off the tongue. You know, I didn't want to start. I didn't want to start with the childish jokes, but I figured once we establish your authority, now I can have, I can be myself. I'd be a bit of an idiot. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, that's it, Pablo. It, it, whether it's real estate, whether it's bank accounts, if somebody isn't named, um, there are exceptions. And I, when I do my seminars and webinars, I talk about how if it's in a trust or it's a special deed that is on title, it avoids it. And it's funny how many investors or real estate professionals, now that they see my world of probate, they all go, how do we avoid it? You know, it's funny because they're always dealing with those issues, but them, for themselves, now they want to find the true estate plan that avoids all of it. But yes, it's all about the transfer of what they had to the rightful heirs. Cool, man. And I love the approach of shining a light to simplify a murky behavior, right? Like to me, that is one of these macro trends that are happening in everywhere in business, right? Like we're going from this world where the gates to information were much more complicated than they needed to be. And people just kind of like had one little advantage. So they just kept the secret and held it over people to, to, to have that advantage and to continue to, to have power over people. And we're moving to this world where information is free. That business model is harder and harder. So you got to figure out a way to win power with not power over. Right. So like you got to figure out a way to win with uh, rising tide floating all boats so you demystifying probate, somebody that doesn't have that mentality might think, oh, cool. then they're not going to give me a call. If, if, if they need an attorney, they're going to go try to do it themselves or they're going to go take that information or whatever. You've taken this opposite approach of no. If I pump the system full of information and make everybody understand it as well as possible, then they will inherently believe that I'm the expert and then I can make this the easiest thing possible instead of them having to bat their head against the wall. Is that kind of a good summary? That's a pretty good summary. And I'd say a lot of it goes to how 
I figured out what makes this smooth and how we get it fast and all the, see, I don't, I'm not title. I don't do any closings or anything. And so what I love about it is that I get to focus on the niche and focus on how we move and get this thing done. And so part of what I've done is focusing and being an expert on it so I can help get the property through and then get it to closing. Um, but more so, all these books that are out there that talk about, you know, all, all of these things, these words that you don't even need to know. Uh, you, you, you don't, you said the key word was, it's all about what the, what the person had, it transfers to the heirs and that's it. It's just the legal process. And you just, you don't have to read any books anymore, Pablo, you got it. And that's the simplicity of what I'm trying to bring. It's simple. It's, you don't have to know the words. You don't have to understand all the creditor stuff that's for lawyers, but, Sometimes we don't even have to get into that. Um, it really depends. And that's what's been so nice about being out there with content and telling you, uh, you don't even do the uh, probate stuff or real estate, but it helps you because maybe you'll hear somebody that does and it's all about uh, trigger words and um, issue spotting. So it's very important for people like you that work also with investors. So that is the way that you have built up your expertise and your credibility. And I love it, right? Like I, I really think that there is some real gold in this day and age, you becoming an expert of this like one niche process fix within a certain industry and then getting really, really into that and get real loud about it, right? Like just talk, talk at nauseum, right? So I think that that is really good advice for our friend listening right now, right? Like if you are, if you're kind of like floating in your career, find that one thing that you can just be the person that knows the most, right? Like you were in probate, you got super into, into, into the real estate, the, that transfer of real estate between baby boomers and, and people now, right? Like in my career, when I was in construction at first, it was the green thing. Then at a certain point, I got really into drones and, and started using drones for marketing. At another point, I started getting into this whole like community development thing, but becoming nerdy about one thing and getting loud about it is super, super valuable. And now I'd love to deconstruct how you went from being really knowledgeable to being the probate guy in, in, in all of Jacksonville, right? So we met at this networking event. Tell, tell me about, tell me about getting to Jacksonville. So now you've told me about your expertise. Tell me about growing your network. Tell, tell me about that journey. Like how did you first start networking to start, you know, getting in the room with people? So the networking part really started in Miami. I was going to the chambers. I was going to the associations, uh, Palmetto Bay, Pinecrest, whatever there was. Um, and I started going there, you know, shaking hands, cards. And one of my strong suits, even by networking, was making sure I got the business card. I followed up. You and I have talked about this. You have to follow up. Follow up is not only important for just following with that person, but really shows your commitment to your craft and your business. So I implemented so many unique strategies in Miami that translated, and I brought it up here. I believed it then, and I knew it worked then, it just wasn't the right atmosphere, but I brought it here and it exploded because people are just more busy, business oriented here and people want, they like when you follow up, they like when you're, uh, trying to get in touch with them, get a coffee, sit down with people like Pablo. And um, then it exploded. And so I had the networking here. And what I realized was I had the niche. So I had the probate niche. And it's not just all about probate. Probate to me has almost been like a philosophy. 
it's not even the topic itself. I found what I'm good at. And it's, it's what you said. If you find that niche, you say it loud. And I found it. And it won't be the last little niche that I have that I'll be saying loud. I'm finding more that I haven't just got to yet because Proby has been killing it for me in 2020. Um, so go into the networking things and doing that webinar seminar and realizing, wow, I'm like the Allen wrench in the toolbox. Uh, you rarely have to use it, but when you need it, man, it better be in the box. Uh, and I'm a working Allen wrench. So I have realized how many real estate professionals really need me. Dude, I love that. I love the Allen wrench analogy, man. That's, that's very brilliant as far as, you know, everybody has like 10 Phillips heads and like four flat heads. But when you need that Allen wrench, man, you need that Allen wrench. There's nothing you can do about it. Where is it? So let's, let's go back to what are these strategies? What are these follow-up strategies? Because you are, you're, you're a beast at follow-up. You've, you were, by the time I met you, you were already tinkering with email marketing and, and, and building email lists. Um, what are these, what are these follow-up techniques or these advanced networking techniques that you were starting to do that you believed in that you brought to, that you brought to Jacksonville? I think one of the, the mindsets of the follow-up marketing is it shows credibility. It shows commitment that you want to be able to do business with this person. Um, and it even makes them feel good that when they met you, you really liked the connection with them. Um, as, just like when you and I met, you got my email right after and you're like, wow, this guy, he doesn't stop. And that's because I truly enjoyed my connection with you and I want to follow up and see you know, what we do. We're sitting down now. Look, it's paid off. So you have to always follow up after the meeting. You got the business card and you just take it from there. And if it, if it clicks, great. And if maybe down the road, it's something that doesn't happen for nine, 10 months, great. But you have now taken the initiative. You have to take the lead and make it happen and follow up with people. And it's just worked and, and exploded for me, especially here. And not just thinking Jacksonville, I have really started my next point of spreading out you know, going down St. John's, Volusia, Orange. My mind is thinking Florida. Um, I remember I went to a networking event and somebody was standing around with the Florida realtor tag. And I said, wow, I'd love to, how do I get on stage or do a seminar for the Florida realtors? And somebody behind me said, wow, I was thinking Florida, not Jacksonville. And I said, that's right. So Jacksonville has totally been the foothold to where my business goes. So the marketing works and, and being in touch with people and quick, you know, be on it. Don't let it sit. If you let it sit, people forget. Yeah, you're right, man. And, and that's honestly one of the, one of my weakest points when it comes to networking, I have to make up for that. I really lean into making the best first impression I can, right? And I find that, that that hedges against it, but there's really nothing like, I see networking as seeds, right? Like you're just planting seeds everywhere and you can scatter a bunch of seeds and let the weather take care of it and some will sprout. And if you scatter a bajillion, which is what I do, and the, you know, it, it ends up working. But if you go back there and put a little bit of fertilizer the next day and a little bit of water, you just give it a better shot, right? Like it gives you, it, it, it gives you a better shot at, at nurturing that seed. Now, when we first met, when, now when we first met, when we followed, you, you followed up with me immediately. I was right. like, I, I like this dude. It took okay. us probably about a month or so to get together. But we got, you know, we, I was already 
into my content cake. And I want to, I want to stop you short of, of getting into content. But the first thing you said to me is, I was like, yeah, man, you know, like all these emails and these like random Facebook things are whatever. What's killing it for me is getting on stage and public speaking. Tell me about that. Yeah. So when I was starting the networking in Miami, um, at first when I was working at the law firm, I get into court and um, I, I do my motions or I have the oral arguments and I realized I was even great doing uh, stand up and doing the arguments in front of court. So when I was doing the networking and they do the whole pass the mic thing around, I realized when I grabbed the mic that, man, I could just take that mic and everyone's listening or everyone's following because it wasn't just a, I'm Al Nicoletti, I'm an attorney in uh, Miami and this is, no. I got up, I, I asked a question. I said, I made a statement. And then I paused. And so it, it, people were just magnetized to that speaking style. So I found out I had a speaking style and I wasn't doing any courses in Miami. It's when I got here that the idea came out and I said, well, I'm just going to make the thing that nobody knows about a seminar. So I really started stepping up and, and did it. And as soon as I did, it's amazing how many people just gravitate to either my personality, my style, whatever it is in the way I speak, people are just paying attention. And I had great feedback and I just kept doing it. And after that first one I did, I think May, 2019, I did it again. They wanted me back and it was like a packed house of 90 people. I think the air conditioner broke uh, when all those people were in the room and it was so hot and I did it again. And I found that, speaking changed my game. I talked about this at the Yellow Bird Speak um, at the end of the year when everybody was like, what's your goals and everything. I realized changing the speaking changed the game. It got me to know more people. And speaking, it, it's hard for a lot of people because people have some stage fright. They don't know, they don't have content or they don't know what to say or they just don't like eyes all looking at them. I've gotten to the point where it doesn't matter to me. And I know the same thing for you. You're just like, you get up and do it. You, you, just, you just do it. And people are already thinking in their mind uh, about what they're thinking, not, not what you're saying. So you don't realize what a lot of people are thinking, looking at you. And speaking is just completely different to me. Yeah, I totally agree, man. And I want to I wanna distill a couple of the things you said there in the sense that, number one, anytime you have a microphone, it's an opportunity right? Like anytime you, you, you have it on a stage or whatever, it's an opportunity. And I love your idea of, man, when people are passing around the mic to introduce yourself, that's your moment to shine. That's your moment to stage. I think you can do that right now in, in Zoom calls too, right? Like if you're like in this group Zoom call, I've seen this guy that, you know, when he wants to make a point, he'll get up close like this. And it, he just totally stands out, right? Like, it, you know, anytime the spotlight's on you is your, is your opportunity to, to make a statement. And I think when people are in conferences and they get up to the mic to ask the keynote speaker a question, sometimes they underappreciate the opportunity. Like, dude, you're in a room with 500 people in front of Gary Vee. You know, make sure that when you get up there, you have something that is valuable. You speak, you know, like be vulnerable, but like share value. Don't just get up there and be like, what are the top three things that you think about probate? You know, like if it's, right. it's, it's, it's an opportunity to, to make something. And then the other piece that I love is that you're talking about just getting better by doing it more often, right? Like that, that fear starts to go away. The iteration of it is what makes you better. Yes, you had positive feedback to start, but 
your iteration through makes you a completely different level speaker to the point that you're just like, you just get up and go. No problem. And, and the last thing that I would like to ask you about is the difference between being a person in the crowd and being somebody on stage. Like, do, do you, you've walked into rooms where you're not the speaker, you walk into rooms where you're a speaker. When you're the speaker, what's the difference in that feeling? When I'm the speaker, I'm, what I've developed is thinking through uh, categorizing what I want to talk about, uh, making the impact, and also how I speak. So it's always not just the content, but how do you grab their attention? You see, you're listening. What's he going to say next? Because if people aren't listening, you've gotten them off board and they're already on their phones. But as soon as you start doing things uh, that get their attention, Whitney Ritchie's really good with that. She, at the Yellowbird meeting, she did something. And I just remember looking over going, oh, geez, there she is. She got everyone's attention. So you have to have your own style to doing it. And it's different when you're in the audience. The audience you're watching what they're doing, but the spotlight isn't on you. So you could be thinking about what they're saying. You could be thinking about your own things uh, that you got back at the office, life, whatever. So your mind's just, you know, zooming and you're not thinking always about what's being on stage as opposed to being on stage. You are focused spotlight on you. It's Al time. It's Pablo time. I love it, dude. Great illustration of how sometimes it's being quiet that gets people's attention, right? Like that pause you just made was huge. And that is a very advanced technique, which I really like. It's, it's akin to like the super adept teacher that knows that when the, when the client's crazy, instead of yelling, they're like, hey, guys, <laughs> right? Like, like sometimes when you get, when you get low is when, when, you get, um, when you get attention. And I love the focus on attention, right? Like when you, once you get, you need someone's attention to get an opportunity to convince them of anything, to influence them in any way, to help them in any way without their attention, it's just not going to happen. And I find that being on stage by itself is this like major feeling of validation, right? Like when, when people walk into a room and they see that you're the one that's on stage, they automatically attribute a certain amount of validity to, you know, well, they're on stage and I'm not. So this, you know, Al must just be smarter than me or he must know something I don't, right? Like it, 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 it definitely opens that door. Have you found that your, your rate of people that you follow up with that then want a meeting with you increase for whether you are networking in the room or whether you're the speaker in the room? I think I've noticed the networking uh, go up once I've done a speaking event and then I'm at like the yellow bird or a networking meeting. And then they're all coming up to me uh, because naturally I'm always the one going, Hey, Pablo, my name's Al Nicoletti and, and shaking hands and, and introducing. And then all of a sudden I do the networking or the content video, whatever it is. And they're all coming to me. And I just, I'm like, yes, the, what I was doing flipped and it's great. And I have followers. I have people that ask me, when is your next speaking thing? When are you doing it again? What's your next topic? Uh, probate. When are you doing it again? Even though I talk about some of the same things in probate all the time, over and over, they want to see me again. So um, it's incredible what it's done. And I, I knew for a long time I was really good at speaking and saying things. I just never had the platform.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's really smart. And you got into the next thing that I want to get into. You said you compared it to content, right? Like when we were at Delicom, you're like, yeah, man, I don't know about this like Facebook crap. Like I'm speaking on stages. I know that that's killing. And I was like, you'll see the next, your next iteration is going to be that content piece, right? Because that same validation that you get from being on stage, having, and then being in the room the next time, you can shortcut that by making a video and then being in the room the next time, right? So, so tell me when the light went on for you as far as like starting to make uh, videos online and, and taking it to the, to the content level. I think uh, I want to say pre-COVID, uh, back in August, I had a friend of mine from Miami, Omi. He kept telling me, he's like, you just got to do your video. You got to do your video. Go up there. Just start. Do it, you know? And so at the time, I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm going to do it. I, I think then, Pablo, you and I met, and I was still like, yeah, we'll get there. And something clicked after Thanksgiving of last year. And I remember I said, I don't know what happened. I have to do this. I have to do this. I got to sit down, make some time. So I did. I made time. I, we pounded out videos. George and I kind of sat down. We were just pounding out videos. And... I knew exactly what I wanted to talk about and I broke it up just like you said in little segments and at the time I was thinking oh one uh one a month or two two every month or whatever it was and I had enough to keep posting all of a sudden COVID hit and I said yeah no way if we're not all seeing each other then you're gonna see me online because you can't, you can't shake hands and meet each other. And there's so many new people joining the Yellowbird group. I mean, I think they had 2,000 when I, uh, on the Facebook group, I think they had 2,000 back in last year. And now they got 3,500 people. So I know the opportunity by putting it in that group. I know that people are going to get in touch. And I always want to provide value. So I thought of that too. It's probably segments into the next thing you're thinking is, it's not just me going, hey, I'm Alan Nicoletti, whatever it is. It's this is what probate is. This is what homestead is. This is how you're affected by it. And this is how we solve problems and you get to the closing table. That's it. One, two minutes, cut. I love it, man. I love it. And I feel like we should talk about Yellowbird, right? When, when, I, when I was early in my rebirth of early 2019 i stumbled into yellow thanks to whitney ritchie again super connector amazing human and and she's just like yeah just come to this thing and i'm like i immediately walk into this group of people that are real estate people not really up my alley but i'm just at the time i'm just trying to like make a name for myself as a networker as a networking thought leader you know whatever and i immediately see that this is a community that is building through value, right? Like, like Pat and Kyle very consciously were just like, we want to help as many people as possible understand how to do real estate without pitching them, without anything, you know, other than just providing this space for everybody to get educated because the rising tide floats all boats. And I think that they accelerated your and my growth curve significantly by having established that environment of, look how good it is when somebody leads with value and look how, look how much everybody wins from this thing. Um, because obviously leading with value is the way you network. It's the strategy for content. It's what you're saying. And then the aggregation of, you know, this like high concentration of people that now go into this Facebook group that allows for this like super fertile ground to cross over between in-person and online 
now puts everything that you're talking about on steroids, right? Like whoever saw you on stage can next week see you at the, at the networker and you're the celebrity that, that now was on stage. And now even more so they can not just see you at the networker. They can also see you online and it provides that same, like, Oh yeah, I've been watching this guy on stage. I've been, you know, there's, there's this term called propinquity. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's essentially a familiarity with someone, right? Like, so, so those touch points that you have of following up at scale with people and then seeing your face. Now you become a very real person that's been a part of their lives for the last 12 weeks during COVID or however long blurs day has lasted, you know, and, 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 and it's been able to continue. Have you been able to in, in your follow-ups, in the stuff that you're doing, in the videos that you're posting, are you now taking it to zoom meetings? Kind of like what's the, what's the progression now for you of going from online to in-person and mixing that up? I don't know if there's like any game plan. I just knew that right when the thing hit, I was like, what's my next webinar? I want to do this thing with Pablo. I had Ron Legrand this past week. I got foreclosuresdaily.com, another probate webinar. I did a huge probate webinar in April during the midst of the lockdown. So I think it was not so much the, the game plan, but I was like, I need to keep going. I need to keep being out there just like you. I mean, you're doing the videos. Um, and it's amazing backing up on what you said with Yellowbird. Um, after I've been doing all the meetings and then the videos and the content online, I get people once in a while, like just yesterday, somebody messaged me and uh, said, Hey, um, I love to talk to you about this and this. And then uh, let's do a Zoom meeting or a phone call. And when I talk to them, they're like, Yeah, I keep seeing you online. And I'm like, Yes. You know, this, this is working because I want to be there. I want to provide value to you. And it's issue spotting because if you're not doing investing or you're not doing, or you're just the insurance broker, you're the roofer, but you hear the terminology, you hear the keywords. It's big to have that on there. And during the pandemic, I remember when I got some messages in, I've seen your stuff. It's great content. I texted Pat and Kyle basically the same thing. I said, thank you both for having this platform. Thank you for doing this Yellowbird thing and having it because it has changed a lot of the content game and a lot of people view it as the mover and shaker group, the hustler group, as opposed to just some of the real estate uh, Facebook groups that are out there. People are paying attention to that page. So I, I said to them, I'm like, this is brought a whole dynamic that I didn't have before, whether it's just with my page, but it's, it's all real estate, but it's giving us a platform, giving you a platform, putting us out there. So yeah, it's incredible uh, where it's gone with, with Yellowbird. I love it. I love Yellowbird. You know, it's amazing. Me too, man. I'm so, I'm so all over the Yellowbird Kool-Aid. Listen, my, my business model was born from an idea that I got from Yellowbird, right? Like when I, when I went in for their podcast, and then after I left and Cody sends me these pictures of me like on a set with a microphone and headphones and looking like I was being interviewed in like a radio show or something like that. That is the headshot that I have as the thumbnail of this podcast. It is my, <laughs> it is my headshot for everything that I send and the value of, man, if you can provide stages for other people, took a whole new meeting for me, right? Because I, I thought of the stage thing in the nonprofit world in Miami. I started leveraging it. 
But the idea of, oh no, man, just a good looking picture of someone in a good environment that you give them and it's your environment, that's a stage and they will forever drink their Kool-Aid. And I am, I am drunk on Yellowbird Kool-Aid, right? Like I will forever, if, if Kyle or Pat ever, you know, need anything, I'm first in line to, to help them out. And I'm sure you are too. And, and, oh, yeah. and many other people in the community, man. So yeah, I think it's, it's really valuable the impact you can make by providing a platform for other people, which at the end of the day has become the center point of my business of like, be the stage, provide ways that you can give people marketing materials. That's well curated content while you're serving your customers and whatever, man. So what's, what's next for you, man? Like, what is your, what is your, what is your goal? Second, second half of 2020 and going into 2021. I think the goal is content mapping strategizing how I'm going to even get out there more, which is crazy for, from my perspective, because it's like, I didn't even see myself doing a video a week, you know? And then I see you doing 200 days of content. I'm thinking, wow. I mean, we are all getting out there. We have our own way of doing it, but we are getting you know, more image uh, by posting the videos. And I think I'm just want to get more content, more uh, different ways of reaching out, maybe different groups, different real estate. So I'm branching out, not just blowing up and scaling in Jacksonville, but getting out more to the other markets, the Gainesville market, the St. John, St. Augustine, uh, Orlando market, and just getting out there and image and all about branding and, and just getting out there is something that uh, 2020 has given me a platform of. It's given me time to, it's allowed me more time to strategize and real estate has just been amazing to me in my business. Uh, it's basically been pandemic proof. So why would I not keep focusing on the very thing that has been fruitful for me during this year? And that is grow more with the real estate professionals. Have you thought about, and now I'm just brainstorming here uh, with you, right? But have you thought about reaching out to other real estate groups to just educate them on what Yellowbird has done as like a value add of like, hey man, if you guys start doing this type of stuff, this is what I've seen over here. It works really, really well. And then that will start getting you, like if you reach out to, a couple of different real estate groups in Tampa, Orlando, Tallahassee, Gainesville, you know, whatever, right. Fort Myers. Um, and, and then just like with this model, but listen, man, this is what these guys are doing. I highly suggest this is this, this is my probate training and, and then offering them. I think, I think you would do very well Al, if you were to start you yourself having your own interview show for real estate investing groups, that then now starts portraying them on your own platform, right? Like if you, I, I think you, you, you've mastered being on the stage. I think your next move is master having your own stage that you can then now leverage that way and see how it'll grow exponentially by doing kind of the same thing that Yellowbird is doing, but you can highlight others. Have you, have you started kind of like probing that idea? What I've probed is being able to do a lot of what I've, done in Yellowbird, Jack's Rhea, in Tampa, Orlando. Um, I think during the pandemic, I emailed a whole bunch and I was like, hey, this is the best time to do Zoom webinars, right? Um, not so much the idea of what Yellowbird's done, just because 
it's just so unique. It's so, it feels organic as opposed to just some well, real estate group and everybody's just adding in there and there's just some spammers, whatever it is. But Yellowbird has just been so organic. Yes, in terms of branching out and getting more exposure to those areas, uh, I have taken those steps. Not yet so much of the response yet, but I love your idea of the stage and having that kind of style and interview show. It's something that I, I would definitely keep and, and hold on to and grow from. Um, it's something that I would definitely want to think about of where it goes. I'd be interested if you and I maybe even just hosting Pat and Kyle and just having a long form conversation about everything and all the benefits that have happened with all the stuff happening, which could then be the cornerstone that you could then take to whatever these other groups are as like, listen, I want to do something like this with you. Right. Like, and, and like show it to them as a, as a come feel it. Instead of me explaining it to you, let me, let me, let me, let me have you feel this. Right. Right. That- you got to show them, let them touch it. Right. Yes. I agree with you. People got to see they have visual minds. I think that's where a lot of the business for me exploded because they had to see it and, and, and get submersed in it. So yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. All right, cool, man. So now it's time to move into our lightning round. Are you ready? Pam, 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 pam. <laughs> so listen, normally the lightning round starts with beliefs on content and, and how did we meet? I think we've been talking about that ad nauseum, right? Right. Uh, so we'll just get into the actual lightning. What's your favorite restaurant? What city is it in? And what dish do you get? Uh, the Forge Miami. This, this is a value add question for anybody. You know what I mean? <laughs> the Forge Miami and the ribeye. The ribeye in the Forge Miami. All right, man. You know, I've never been to the Forge, man. But oh, it's great. Old, 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 old school never goes wrong, right? You got it. Awesome. The ribeye. Do you, what do you what do you get your ribeye cooked? What are you what temperature? Medium rare. Of course, good because you're a classy gentleman. That's right. Get the wine. What what content are you most into right now, right? So this could be like a podcast that you're super into, a book that you're really into, a TV show that you're nerding out on, a person that you're following who makes content. But like what, what content are you most into right now? Well, for sure video, but some of the books I've been reading about speaking style and um, and how to just grab the attention for presentations. Um, I think that's what's been storytelling. Uh, everybody loves the stories. People are gravitated towards it because then they start relating it to their own lives and, and, and then they want to share their story. Oh, that's funny. I had the same. So that is what I've been really gravitating towards. I think people love it more so than content and information. Some people are turned off by information because I'm, I'm tired of learning about this. I want to hear something interesting and weird. Uh, people are, are turned on by that. So who are you learning this from? Like, do you have a YouTube channel that you, that you've like really been going to? Is there a person that's teaching public speaking that you really like what you're learning from them? Uh, no, I mean, I have one of the books contagious, uh, talking about like building word of mouth in a digital age. Um, and, and just videos. I mean, I've watched Gary V. It's amazing. He's extremely brilliant with this stuff and just getting out there with content. I don't know. It's a culmination of things. Sometimes it's me, uh, just seeing it from, uh, different perspectives, watching you uh, and talking about how you need to do this with content. This is the best time to do content. So I think it's just different speaking, different, different books. 
Yeah, because I know there's like a there's a channel. There's this guy. I think his name's Grant Baker, and he he just takes keynotes and deconstructs them on on YouTube. I don't know if you've ever seen that. That's a really good, really good source. Like he'll just take like a Pat Flynn or a Gary V keynote or right. or whoever, and he'll go through and be like, oh, look what he did here. This is why this works. I think you'd nerd out on that. That's I'll cool. Send that to you. That's cool. What is something that you Al? Are you how you're like you're like in your twenties still, right? Because you, you get that you get that beautiful baby face. All right, so you're thirty. <laughs> What is something that in, in your early 20s you were sure of that you no longer believe? I was sure I was going to have a condo in Brickell and make $100,000 a year right off the bat and be uh, this wearing a suit going into court every day. Who knows? Or entertainment lawyer. Um, and that all flipped, right? Now I'm, I'm happy if I get a house on a beach with a pool, jacuzzi, and I'm, I'm living the dream. So that perspective completely changed. Um, but being a lawyer has stayed on point. So what changed that? Just the idea that when you left Miami and you found a different lifestyle in Jacksonville that was, that was more substantial, now you're just like, I don't need all that stuff. Is that kind of it? Or I think maturity and re- being realistic with what you have. Uh, a lot of people, I think we can relate to this in Miami, are not realistic about some of the money and some of the toys that they have. Uh, talk about the millionaire next door. It's not necessarily real, uh, but it's all borrowed. And that's not reality. And reality is not that city. It's, the, it's, it's having a good life. It's, it's being able to be comfortable with where you're at. You don't have to have all the Rolexes, Burberry shirts, and all of that. It's just living your life and doing what you're great at and making it happen. So that's how it's changed for me. So, so true. I was literally driving up to this house with my sister in the car and she was telling me how like everybody now in Miami has a Maserati and she has her like GMC Yukon, which is an awesome car. And she feels ashamed every time the valet brings it by. And I'm like, dude, gotta get out of there. No idea. (laughs) (laughs) What is, uh, what's the best either either the best piece of advice you've ever gotten or like that piece of advice that you love giving people? I think stay true to your style. And it's something that has happened more and more with me and my business this year. It's don't veer off the path of, of playing others games with what they want you to do in business, play your game, be your style, stick to it because People will always come back to you when you are your true self. And just when you think they're going to leave, they're going to go, no, they'll be right back because you're authentic and you are just good and true to yourself. That is the best advice. Um, stay, stay on the ball, be hungry, but you, if you are not going to be yourself, you are not doing yourself a disservice and you're going to be miserable for your life. Um, that's the best thing. Stay true to your style. Dude, I couldn't agree more, right? That like staying, staying true to yourself attracts the people that you want around you and repels the people you don't want around you. That's right. That's, that's it. it. It's, it's, it's less exhausting, right? Like, all right. So I'm going to ask you my last question in a second, but you know, right now I'm, I'm going to link, I mean, you have your phone number here, bro, right? Like people want to call Al Nicoletti, 904-246-9994. Was that a, not a 1-900 number, right? Not yet, uh, 1-800-PROBATE. Uh, but, Pablo, I just got my new YouTube channel. Tell me about it. And Yeah, I got the new YouTube channel. It was actually, I wanted it before COVID, or I don't know when it happened. I think we were just starting to talk about it. And look how useful it's going to be now. 
to be out there because we can't be at meetings or we can't. So now there I have the channel. You can subscribe and I post content every Friday uh, and I'm just going to be out there more. I just want to put this out there, cut it up into pieces and we'll have content. That's it. That's what's That's, wonderful. You, you just took my trick. Yeah, for sure, man. All right. So YouTube channel, how do people find your YouTube channel? Just look up Al Nicoletti on YouTube. Go to YouTube, go with the search bar, type Al Nicoletti, and then you'll see all the videos there. Subscribe. I got the headphone set just like you do. And it looks professional and I look like everything is great. And I talk about the trust, probate, personal injury, and all of the good stuff. So there's going to be a video every Friday. Love it, dude. I'm going to link that in the show notes. I'm also going to put your email here because you, you put it and your, and your Facebook at Al Nicoletti, right? So, yeah. so people don't have to figure out how to spell Nicoletti. It's N-I-C-O-L-E-T-T-I, but I'm going to link it in the show notes. Ain't no thing. And uh, last question now is where do you find community? Where do I find community? I think it being the community in Jacksonville, being, being with the people here, um, you're my community, Pablo. Being with Cody and being with the Yellowbird uh, group, that's community. And just being with good people, like-minded people has just made me a better person and made, brought my professionalism to a different level. So just helping out um, in any way in the community is just wonderful. Being surrounded by good people is how you grow professionally and personally. Yeah, man. A good networking group will definitely give you a sense of community for sure, man. Listen, Al, I want to thank you, buddy. I want to acknowledge you, right? I Thank you, Pablo. I'm, I'm happy that you followed up with me and we got that whatever hippie drink we were drinking at, at Delicom or, or whatever we were having. From the moment that, you know, we connected, you feel, you make someone feel like you're really present in front of them, right? Like you have this these big teddy bear eyes, whatever you want to call it. But like you, you really, when, when I'm around you, I feel very heard. I feel listened to your, your demeanor is calming and soothing and, and it makes somebody feel really, really comfortable. And on top of that, you are a hungry, hardworking, full of integrity guy. And I just think you're the best type of human out there, man. So I just want to acknowledge you for that. I'm really happy you're my buddy. Wow. Uh, really appreciate that. Man. Thank you for those kind words. <laughs> All right, man. So thanks again. I hope you enjoyed that conversation right there as much as I did. Listen, Connect with Pablo is a content marketing community creation agency. The bottom line is that if you can start creating content that can give value to your customers or audience while creating strategic relationships through it, you can have a content machine that allows you to tell the story of your business through the value you are creating while gathering people together. If you're curious about that or know someone who could be, please shoot me an email at you should at connectwithpablo.com or hit me up on Instagram or LinkedIn through the profiles tagged in the show notes. If you just want a quick pick me up and some tactical advice right before walking into a room full of strangers, go to connectwithpablo.com, watch the five minute video about how to walk into a room and not feel like you're all alone and or download the little cheat sheet on how to do just that. I have a lot of my friends that I've done networking with me for a long time tell me that they love watching that thing and carrying it around when they're walking into a networking event or they're walking into a conference or sometimes even if you're just walking into a wedding and you don't know anybody, right? It has a lot of use for it. I invite you to check it out if you need it.
I really hope you stick around, connect with me, and start leaning into finding value in others and feeling like you have value to give yourself. It'll make the world a better place. I promise. Until the next episode, I am Pablo Gonzalez, your Chief Executive Connector.